Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Happy Wednesday, man. Happy Wednesday. Look at it here, the middle of the week. November 17th, the year of our Lord 2021. That is true. It's Wednesday, and we are continuing our conversation in text talk from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11. We're so glad that you've joined us today and hope that you'll check out the show notes. Show notes. With all the links to all the great stuff going on involved with Text Talk and the wonderful church here at Livingston, check out the show notes. Yeah, we've got links to the Facebook group, the links to the congregation's webpage. There's links to the written Devo that corresponds with what we're talking about here on Text Talk. And there's even links to Michael Eldridge's page, who sings our theme song. So definitely go to the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, what, what are we reading today from Matthew 11? Edwin? Matthew chapter 11. We're going to read verses 16 through 19. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. So what we've been uh, talking about this week on the program is is really John the Baptist. We have found that he was incarcerated, though Matthew doesn't tell us why. Uh, he sends messengers to Jesus, asking him if he's the one. Jesus sends back the message about the great deeds that he's doing. And then Jesus takes that uh, interaction as certainly a teachable moment for the other people and the disciples. In fact, verse 7, the multitudes, right? about John the Baptist. And so yesterday we talked about how John is the Elijah of Old Testament prophecy, and he's greater, and yet the one who is least in the kingdom is even greater than John. What a wonderful blessing that is. Jesus says John— and now, Oh, sorry, oh, sorry go, go ahead. ahead. I, you, 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 you breathed, and so <laughs> I thought you were done. That's, that's how tight— <laughs> We run things here. If I take a breath, you're jumping in. Um, I did breathe, but but I was breathed to say that after talking about John, now the other side of the coin is let's talk about the people. Let's talk to these multitudes about how they perceive John and how they're looking at Jesus and receiving him at the same time. My turn. Okay, you hang wanna, on. Let me let me take a breath. You want you want to hand me the wand of of talking or? Now I'm ready for it. <laughs> yes, I, I, re, I remember years and years ago that you and your wife and my wife and me were all in a nice little marriage couples class together. And I think, didn't we talk then about having like a, a stick that you would pass back and forth with, okay, now I'm done talking, now you can talk. Yes, the talking stick. <laughs> we need to, maybe, maybe we need to do that here. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. So Jesus says that John is the greatest. But right. you know what? I know you people don't believe it. I, I know you people aren't getting it. And by you people, it's the multitudes is addressing right then. Correct? Yes, I'm not saying that to you or to the audience. <laughs> well, I, I'm getting confused here. Yes, Jesus is Jesus is speaking to the multitudes and saying, 
John is the greatest, but you multitudes who are listening to me, Jesus, right now, don't <laughs> believe that. The, the, the leaders of the Jews aren't saying it. Here's what he says, and this is, this is interesting for me. I, I believe I have misread this parable for almost my entire life until earlier this year. I got to hear a lecture uh, on the campus of Florida College, uh, a college here in our area, and Will Dilbeck, uh, a professor there, was talking about this parable. And he referenced, notice who, what Jesus actually says. To what shall I compare this generation? This generation is like children sitting in the marketplaces calling to their playmates. Mm-hmm. In other words, the direct comparison is to the children who are calling out. Now, look, I want to be completely clear. Brother Dilbeck pointed out that he's not sure that he he can say definitely that's the comparison. He he left it open that maybe Jesus is comparing to the ones who are listening. But for me, it was the first time I'd ever heard it as the potentially the ones who were calling out. I've always read this as this generation, they're the ones that were asked to sing— to, the, to dance to the flute, and they wouldn't. They were the ones asked to mourn with the dirge, and they wouldn't. I had always read it as John and Jesus have come saying do things, and y'all wouldn't do it. That's the way I've always read this parable. But that, I don't... No, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's what's going yeah, on. No. It's rather the the generation is mm-hmm. calling out to Jesus and John, yeah. you guys act this way, mm-hmm. and they're mad because Jesus and John won't act the way they want them to. Yeah, I think that's exactly the message of the parable. Oh, so you've seen that for a long time. Yeah, I, yes. You're the man. <laughs> you are the man. I'm glad that Brother Dillbook could persuade you of something evidently I never could. Well, I don't know that Maybe we've ever never talked about up. it. I don't Maybe think we've ever talked up. about that. Yeah. 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 So um, listen, ladies and gentlemen, among men born of women, Andrew is almost the greatest. That's what I'm hearing here. <laughs> no, but I, I will hat tip Edwin Crozier for his many hat tips this week in our recordings. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, I, I, I want to be honest about where I learned things. Anyway. So this is fascinating to me because what what Jesus is pointing out is, as he's talking about this generation, yeah, he's saying, here's what you guys are like. You guys want to set the rules. You guys want to establish. You want it to be played your way. And if John won't dance to your tune, if I won't dance to your fiddle, you're just not going to listen to us. And it's it's that idea of you think you know everything. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, this is Jesus talking to them. I'm, I'm telling you, you, you know what? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You guys need to be listening to what's going on. Well, and I and I think that's the proper understanding of the parable, particularly as he goes on teaching in verse 18 and 19. John came neither eating nor drinking. You're expecting this ascetic. You're expecting this, you know, strange, uh, you know, voice of God, the guy out in the wilderness. Or, you know, if, if that's what you're calling for. And then do you accept that? Oh, yes, he is the man of God. He looks just like Elijah. No, they, they say he has a demon. Yeah. Right? They're fickle. They won't have it. Well, then maybe we don't want an aesthetic. Maybe we need a guy that, you know, is, is, is more like us, the everyman's man. And so here comes Jesus. And, you know, he'll eat with them. We can dine together. And they call him a, a glutton and a wine bibber. No matter how the messenger appears, you're rejecting the messenger. And really, it's because you're rejecting this message. You're rejecting God. Here's a connection I've never made. Mm-hmm. He says, this is what you guys said about John. He has a demon. Mm-hmm. You remember what they said about Jesus just a chapter or two ago? 
Yeah, they said he had a demon, didn't they? And not just any demon. Yeah. The prince of demons. Prince of demons. <laughs> and by the power of the demons, he's casting out demons. And isn't that something, too? I I guess it just depends on the situation, but they, they're calling Jesus all kinds of names, weren't they? Once again, if you don't want to accept something, any excuse any will excuse do. Any excuse will do. Any excuse will do. If, you know, I don't want to do what he says, so I'm going to say he's got a demon. I don't want to do what he says, so I'm going to say he's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Here's the thing that concerns me about this, just thinking about us today. Mm-hmm. If if people won't listen to someone because they'll make up things, if they'll make up things so they don't have to listen to someone, you know what? I've got to be really careful about if I actually give reasons. Don't don't listen to me because I was... I mean, I'm just thinking about the number of preachers and televangelists today that have done rotten, awful things. Yeah. If, if folks who don't want to believe will make up stuff so they don't have to believe, how much more will they latch onto things that supposed believers have actually done Yeah. and use that as an excuse? One of the things that I think about, and I, and I want to take as a warning in reading this, was, okay... these messengers weren't coming and lining up exactly with the expectations of the person, uh, of the crowds, the multitudes. But does that mean they weren't God's messengers? Does that mean they weren't speaking truth? Well, actually, no. The problem was with the hearers. If you have ears to hear, then you need to hear. And how often maybe I have a kind of a, a prejudicial eye about somebody. You know, I don't give full weight to their words because, well, you know, this person isn't, you know, what's the old saying? I'm not good looking enough for L.A. I'm not smart enough for New York. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. The different kind of messengers. And, and they just don't stack up to, in our mind's eye, you know, what a speaker ought to be or what a leader ought to be. But if it's God's word, if it's God's message, then that's what we need to hear. That's what we need to heed. Here's one of the things I like about this, especially in making an application for, for you and me, for any of us today is that what Jesus demonstrated is God's people, uh, they don't play the game by the world's rules. Yeah. The generation, yeah. the world, the culture, the society says, this is what you're supposed to be like. And John, neither John nor Jesus said, oh, let me let me cave, let yeah. me let, let me, me live your way, let me conform to, to your rules. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't play the game by your rules. I play the game by God's rules. I've come in to do God's job, to do God's work. I'm going to do it God's way. This is what God wanted John to do. This is what God wanted Jesus to do, and they were going to do it. So uh, you had dropped the word a little while ago, parable, with verse 17. Mm-hmm. Parable? Yes. Uh, when we get to the end of verse 19, do you see that as a proverb? Uh, but wisdom is justified, my version says, by her children. Mm-hmm. What, is that what yours has? Yeah, wisdom is justified by her deeds. Well, that would, yes, that would stack up to a proverb. Is that kind of a proverb? Yeah, absolutely. So he, he teaches with both parable and proverb right Absolutely. Oh, are you writing a sermon in your head right now? And the message is, but wisdom is justified by her children. Is that kind of the way of saying, but, but we'll see? We'll see, yeah. In the end, in the end, wisdom will out. Mm-hmm. Wisdom will be vindicated. In fact, James, when he's going to talk about wisdom in James chapter 3, he's going to say, if there's any wise and understanding among you, let him demonstrate it by his good conduct. Right. And so he'd say, look, you watch John, you watch Jesus, you watch where this leads. That's actually going back to Jesus talking about how can you tell if you've got the true prophet or a wolf in sheep's clothing? You look at the fruit. Mm-hmm. And of mm-hmm. course, James, he talks about, you know, th- that righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. He's talking about the fruit 
of righteousness and the fruit that is born by the true wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, and his point really is, look— Wisdom, in the end, is going to rule. You go back to the, in Proverbs, when wisdom cries out. Right. Wisdom cries out and says, come, listen, you need to listen to me. But all the people are pushing back. They're not accepting wisdom. And wisdom just basically says, you know, there's going to come a day. There's going to come a day when the consequences are going to hit you, and you're going to be crying out to me, and at that point, I'm not going to listen to you. It's going to be too late. Jesus is really calling to mind, you need to listen to wisdom now, because if you're waiting... Yeah. Until the day when the consequences hit, at that time it's going to be too late. And I love your connection there with the the uh, tree is known by its fruit, uh, as Jesus uses that as warning language for false teachers, and that they ought to be testing their teachers. Really, he shows that John and and he himself will also be bearing fruit, and there will be wisdom, and you will be able to see it in us today. I guess as we wrap up, I just want to highlight again, we're, we're in this day and age, we're in this world that basically says every one of us gets to make up our own rules. There's yeah. your truth, there's my truth, there's his truth, there's her truth, there's their truth, and we're, none of us are supposed to say anything against anybody's truth. What Jesus points out is no, no. There is truth. There is the truth. There is capital T truth. Amen. And it belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we, if we are going to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and of John, and of all those who are truly the disciples of Jesus Christ, we are going to play this game by the rules of the truth, mm-hmm. by the rules of true wisdom that comes from God. We're, we're not going to substitute my desires and my wants and my preferences for what is really truth. We don't play the game by the world's rules. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for Text Talk today. Again, check out those show notes. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let us know what you're learning from the program, and we're going to have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, so much for this day. We know, Father, that we can be fickle. It seems like such is the way of men. And we pray, Father, that we might be humbled in reading the Scripture today and not repeat the errors of of those who've gone before us and the contemporaries of John and Jesus so long ago, but that we, Father, might realize that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, that there is wisdom and there is truth, and it is all there in Christ. And, Father, we can be confident in that and learn it and know it and love it and obey it. Father, we have ears, and we pray that you'd help us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Talking about my generation. My generation. Boy, that was terrible. Here it is, November 18th, the year of our Lord, 2021. And we're on Text Talk having a conversation about Matthew chapter 11. What date did you just say? 
November 18th, 2021? November 17th. Uh, well, it's a good thing we did that. <laughs> it's Wednesday, November 17th, the year of our Lord. <laughs> you do it now. <laughs> Ah, okay. Uh, okay. <sighs> okay, here we go.